It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolos. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. All past episodes, subscriptions, and more. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Pinball Profile. And you can email pinballprofile at gmail.com. Have you ever wondered where the legends come from? How do they become such great players? I'd like to know, but I think I've found the source of one of those such legends. You've heard of her, and if you looked on IFPA and you've looked at the women's standings or just the general standings, you will see somebody at the top, and she is 16-year-old Cassidy Milanowski. How are you doing, Cassidy? I'm fine. How are you, Jeff? It's great to finally see you. I've been watching you a lot on Fox City's Pinball, and I've been watching you climb the ranks, and I've seen you just blow up some of these games. We're here at District 82 in Wisconsin, and kind of your your home ground, so to speak. Pretty much, yeah. I play here very regularly. Yes, absolutely. And I say this to a lot of young people. It's rare to see such young people into pinball. Obviously, we're in the pinball community. We see a lot of it. But, you know, the video games are certainly more attractive for some of the people. But what was it for pinball for you? Well, I, I don't know. It gives me, like, a, a feeling of video games and a physical sport. It's, like, to me, it's pretty much both. You know, it's a game that's unique. And for me, it's just it's so, it's so different. There is a rush for sure, and you mentioned athletics. Are you? Do you play other sports? I do not currently, but I have in the past gymnastics. That was my thing for several years. I took a lot of classes, and you know, I, I got pretty good at it. You know, to the point where I could do round off, back handspring, back tucks. That was the hardest skill for me that I accomplished. Now, for those that don't know, <laughs> I can do all of those things too, just not on purpose. <laughs> You know, I've fallen down a few stairs once in a while, and I think I would have gotten some good scores if, if there were judges. But again, I digress. So that's amazing. You've been doing gymnastics a long time. And the reason I think that's important, too, is we're in the middle of this Great Lakes Open, and we've only played one game. We've got hours and hours left, so you need endurance, almost athleticism to do this. I'm fading fast. It's funny you say that, because uh, during these big tournaments, you know, multi-day things, I like to actually, I mean, it's cold out today, but... When I can, I like going outside and stretching, and I actually do some gymnastic skills. It, yes, I do, and it, it gives me just a, a moment to clear my mind and you know stretch my body out, and it really refreshes me before the next like tournament begins. So that's something that I actually do to get the blood pumping to avoid cramps. Like for me, playing a long time, especially if it's a cement floor, you know, you really feel it in your feet, your legs, your calves, and stuff. So, is this why you do this? It, I mean, a lot of things, actually. But, yeah, that, that definitely helps. And stiffness, too. You don't feel all stiff and everything. Yeah. And, yeah, and it just gets your mind off of pinball, too. And, you know, just you relax for a little bit. Is there a pummel horse out back that I don't know about that I should be maybe doing a few springs on? Is, is there something I'm missing here? No, no, not at all. I just go on the grass and do skills on, on the floor. Yeah, I just kick my shoes off and do a few flips and... So yeah, I flip and pinball, and I just flip my body around. But again, we go back to that endurance. When I see a big tournament like this, and we've got people from all over the world at this mm -hmm. event, you know, myself from Canada, others from all parts of the States, we've got people from Australia here. And I know Neil McRae's been here from the UK. When you come to an event here at District 82, one of these big weekend events, there's not a lot of casual players. Maybe they show up on Friday nights or your Tuesday nights, but these big weekends... These are the diehards, and endurance is so important. You are in for a long haul, and you see people, like myself, start to fade. Yeah, that's for sure. And honestly, I don't even feel like my endurance is as good as it should be. 
And, you know, I usually, I feel pretty good, you know, the first tournament or two, but halfway through these, you know, long things, I do start to feel more tired. And it's something I need to work on more, for sure. I know you play a lot here, but have you heard of big tournaments like the 24-hour Sanctum event? Like, that's an endurance. I actually have not, no. I No, I have never heard of that. So that's just outside of Hartford, and that's what it is. It's 24 hours of match play. So oh it's goodness. not go, 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 because you are obviously waiting for the top group to finish, which in your case might be you, and but <laughs> others are, are others are waiting. And it's the wait, I find, that is maybe the hardest thing. If you continue play, 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 I kind of don't really notice the time. I notice that I need to eat and make sure I walk around so I don't cramp up and all mm-hmm. that. But it's the waiting, I find, is the hardest part. I actually have to agree with that because, like, when you're waiting, your mind, again, is constantly thinking about your last game. And if it was a bad game, you think about, like, you know, you just get down on yourself. And that kind of, like, sets the mood for the next game where, you know, if you feel bad about the last game and, you know, during the break in between rounds, you're just, you just can't get over that last game. And you have all that time in between rounds to keep, you know, not feeling good. Then that next round, you know, you could kind of ruin it for yourself. So there had to be a game that you played a long time ago and you went, oh, I really like this pinball. What was that game? Roller games. Roller games? Yes, roller games. My final round partner, Marty Robbins. It's one of his all-time favorite games. I don't hear a lot of people say roller games. You're one of two now. Really? (laughs) Well, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, roller games. That was the first game that my family owned. And we still have it. And I, I still love it. I just, I love it. It's... It's cool. You know, the, the side ramp, that's that's one of my best shots, I think, in pinball. And I I just feel confident with that, and a lot of that comes from playing roller games every day for the last, I think, six or seven years now we've had it. They had it at Indisc this past February. Um, yes, yep. And they changed it so that sudden death was, I think, every fourth mystery or something so they it wasn't just random and i thought well that makes it a a way better game because sudden death if you're playing in match play Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have that special rom it's kind of a an unfair advantage uh like i would agree but also because there's a cap on it i think it's like nine million uh which like that's that's a lot of points on that game um, but because there's a cap on it, and the side ramp shot is generally a difficult shot, yeah. you know, I think it still takes skill to be able to take sudden death and really do something with it. Um, I, I do understand like the randomness of when it starts. You know, like, people could argue that that's kind of unfair. But I mean, there's other games though that have things like that that are even worse, in my opinion, than the sudden death on roller games that you know are playing okay for tournaments yeah there's a few of those games they're almost on the the ban list you know you really shouldn't be playing Mm -hmm. these in tournaments but that's kind of an older game and certainly the attraction of the newer games with the video assets and the lcd screen and we see a lot of young people kind of gravitate to those machines but here you are maybe because it was in your home liking this old one but you you learn the skills on the old ones yeah i that's for sure that's for sure and something i realized is a lot of the classic games, actually pretty much all classic games, don't have you know ramps that feed the ball directly back to the flippers, like a lot of the modern games. So on the classics, instead of making a shot and having the ball automatically fed right back to the flipper, you're actually forced to have to you know nudge and think about where the ball is coming from so you can you know catch it and all those types of things. So that yeah, that's very true. I think that the classics. Know, are important for just learning the basics of pinball. 
skills, absolutely. But oh, now yeah. rules, that's a whole different ball game. And absolutely. the young people, I know this is a generic statement, but I'm an old fart. The young people really pick that up a lot quicker. Like, I own a few games. I own a bunch of new games. It takes me about a year to learn them, even though they're in my home. And I don't know whether it's watching videos, watching Twitch, learning the rules, actually reading the rules, but I learn a lot from asking and watching younger players. Yes, for sure. See, rules, that's something that I didn't understand when I first started playing. I didn't understand the importance of it. I was just, you know, playing off of instincts, and I never figured that there was anything more to pinball than just, you know, hitting the ball and making your shots. Um, but once I realized that the rules mean something, I actually pulled out some empty spiral notebooks and started going game to game, every single game at District 82, and writing down every single thing about that game that I figured out or that I read about. Pen to paper? Yes, correct. Old school, I love it. Yes, well, I've actually been uh, moving some of it onto my phone, so I can just pull my phone out That's and fine. have all my notes. Yes, but at first I wrote everything, yes, pencil to paper. So, do you know who else does that? And we're talking about some of the greatest players in the world, who both just happen to be women. Carrie Wing does that. And I'm we aware. <laughs> so I, I just played with Carrie on Pool Sharks, and Carrie is one of my favorite players, and I think she's incredible. I'm, I hope to see you and Carrie for years to come in the world championships. Certainly, uh, we're going to see you at big events and at the top of the, the rankings. But I talked to Carrie back at Indisc, and we were talking about District 82, and she said, yeah, I watch a lot of streams, and I make notes from the streams. For when she comes here, she has a little bit of an advantage. So you do that when you play a game as well. I do. When I when I play the games, I like to have the notebooks right next to me. But I definitely take notes you know, from watching streams. Uh, and I really started taking notes on these games during COVID, when that's when I did a lot of you know stream watching and such. So that that's where it started, was watching streams. But then once you know everything opened up again and I was able to come to District 82, then I started playing the games and then writing down you know little things. And even about the exact feeds that the games here at District 82 give. I was writing those things down in the skill shots on these particular games. So with skill shots, what are the notes you do? And uh, it doesn't matter what the game is. Is it, okay, note here, definitely do a full plunge, do a half plunge. It's on this marker on it. What kind of notes do you do for plunges? I do it on how far back to pull back. So it'd be like, for example, pull back, you know, 80%. 20% and like 100% would be a full plunge. Yep. That's usually how I do it. So when I play games that I've never played before, I always see where the full plunge goes. And if it's good, okay, repeat. If it's not, then I adjust from there and kind of come down to 80 or 50% or something like that. But by that time, maybe the game's over and okay, you've learned something, but not for this game, for the next game. So you do that here. That's really smart. Yes, I, I love the yeah full plunge for the first ball idea because you know a full plunge it's easy to repeat. It's the easiest plunge to do. And so if it works, you know, then you just know to keep doing it. I'll give you an example because last night was the first time I ever came here and we had a practice round. And it was about three, four hours of practice. And there was even an hour practice today. Like there's not enough pinball, but you want to practice. It's a big event. All the, the pros are here and, you know, all these legends from Wisconsin. You want to do somewhat respectable. So I'm playing games. I'm playing a game like Volley, an EM. And I do a full plunge right away. And I'm like, oh, it went right down the yellow lane. That's a pretty good spot. You're going to light that middle pop bumper. You've got the yellow target slip for 5,000. Okay, good to know. Make a note. Yeah, that's that's very helpful. And on that game, it's five balls. So by figuring that out on ball one, you're pretty much all set to go for the rest of the game. 
Although yeah, I know no. you want to hit, you know, the green, the you know, blue rollovers too, but at least you know that you can do a full punch to get one of the lanes. Yeah, it didn't matter. I still stunk on it anyway. <laughs> but the point is, it's learning from not only the shots, where the shots are on the flippers, because we see at a place like this, and any tournament you go to, as you'll see, flippers aren't always the same. You know, you might play a roller games that you're used to. You know, like the back of your hand. You know where that 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 shot is to get into the vok. You know where it is on the flipper. Even if there isn't a magnet, you know everything. You go to another place and you're like, oh, those those flippers are a little dropped. These are different shots, and it might mess you up because of those instant reflexes that you have. That's true. I I have noticed that, and it actually was on a roller games. So there used to be a roller games here at District Two. This was I don't know a year and a half ago or so. And it definitely played differently than the one I have at home. That's for sure. So I knew the rules. Uh, it played different though. So I had to adjust to that. And I noticed that it was it was a little slower. So that was kind of an adjustment. And the left orbit was a little earlier on the flipper. So those are like the two big things I remember that were different. Um, but after playing a few times, I kind of got the hang of it. So at home, do you make your games tougher than normal so that when you come to a, a tournament or somewhere else, you're like, okay, this doesn't play as hard, my tilt's not as hard? And the reason I ask is when I get a new game, I don't even put the tilt ball in. I want to learn the shots, but then I forget to put it back in. I go to a tournament, I'm like, why am I tilting everything? Oh, yeah, that's why. Well, our games, they used to be set to five ball a long time ago when we first got them. And they had extra balls on too. Well, you know, I convinced my dad to, you know, to take extra balls off and then put it to three ball because I wanted, you know, to train four tournaments with it on harder settings. Uh, the tilt isn't, you know, extremely tight, um, but I actually don't nudge that much anyway. That's, yeah, I know. <laughs> I really don't. That's, it doesn't like come naturally. You know, I don't have like those instincts yet. So it's more flipper skills, drop catches, bounce passes, chatsing, things like that for you? That is definitely what I rely on, yes. I mean, I, I've i tried, you know, many times to tell myself, you know, okay, nudge, you know, when the ball is, like, going to drain, you got to, you know, you got to save it. You know, saving, you know, it, it helps, you know, win games for sure. People are watching you on the stream, and they're learning a lot about the games, but they're learning about how to play the games. So at some point, even though you're a young woman, you had to learn from somebody. Who was it for you that you went, okay, I, I'm really, I'm seeing things in pinball I never saw before when I watched this? That would probably be Tom Graff. Tom Graff, you can't Tom say Graff. that. Say Neil. Oh, don't say Tom. No, Tom's great. I'm kidding. Yeah, Tom Graff, he probably was the first one that I watched and noticed that he actually was trying to accomplish something. And again, that's that was like the moment of there are rules and there are strategies. And he actually, he's been, you know, awesome. He has taught me so much about rules and strategies for a lot of games. And before the Women's World Championship back in 2020, he actually had me over to his house, and he actually was showing me how to play some of those games that were going to be at the Women's World Championship. And so that's that's probably the biggest thing, you know, that he's helped me with. And it's important those rules. You, you got to know what you're doing. You got to have a strategy in mind. So Cassidy, you're going to be a staple at Women's World Championships for years to come, but also the World Championship. The way you're going right now, you are punching your ticket to go to Germany for IFPA 18. Have you thought about that at all? A little bit. I mean, you know, if it were up to me, I would absolutely, you know, go there. I'd go to all tournaments, you know, everywhere. Um, but of course, I'm still only 16, and so my parents get the final say. <laughs> and uh, being here in uh, the U.S., it's 
kind of far to go all the way to Germany at this point, but in the future, I, I really hope to travel more for sure. But if you get that invite, have you talked to parents? Like, what do I have to do to make that happen? You told me you're homeschooled, so you, you're able to uh, work ahead, so you're not missing school time. So, okay, you've got that covered. I know you work also, so... I think it's possible. What I'm basically saying is, do I need to write a note to your parents or, or get a petition to, to get Cassidy to the World Championships? What do I need to do? Well, maybe the way to approach it is to tell them that they come out with me and ah, they get a vacation. Yes. Just drop me off at the tournament. And so it's like, this is for you. Oh. Like, this is all for you. I'm just, I'm just tagging along for the pinball. But it's for you. You guys get your time to go, you know. Cassidy? <laughs> vacation. If I make the world championships, and that's certainly not a lock by any means, and it's in Germany, that's the same shtick I told my wife. I'm like, you know what? We should go to Europe uh, next May. I think it'd be fun. Oh, I got a little pinball maybe I got to play. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how that works with you, with your parents, with me, with my wife. But uh, I think you're going to be a lock, and I hope to see you at more events. What are some of the events you'd like to attend when you look at pinball around, whether it's North America or the world? Free Play Florida and in disc or two for sure that i'm looking at going to and that would be the next couple years if not you know the next year or so so those are some that i really want to get to uh wizards world actually this summer i'm hoping to get to their women's tournament in indiana i've heard a lot about it yeah yep so that's that's one place that i would really love to go to i'm also i'm, I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll make it there this year but just anywhere really anywhere i find out that there's pinball you know, at some point, I'd love to get there. So outside of pinball, and again, you're a young woman that just turned 16, so happy belated birthday. Have you thought about what you want to do as you figure out what you want for a career? As of now, my dream would be to open up my own coffee shop. Oh, wow. Yes. So as of now, I'm a barista. And because I'm homeschooled, I actually work during the day, so in the morning. Um, so I used to work at a different coffee shop. But I recently just started at a, a new coffee shop, and I love it. You know, I, I love my other the other place too. But you know, I went from coffee shop to coffee shop because I just I like the vibes. You know, it's relaxing and it really makes you slow down and enjoy life. And you know, that's that's important. And I think a lot of people forget to just you know, you know, have a cup of coffee and you know, just just relax and clear their mind and... And you probably have a bunch of regulars, too, that you, you enjoy, and the other ones you're like, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a break right now because uh, that skid's coming in here, and uh, they're always a pain in the butt, but uh, you must love it. I do. I really do. Yes, they're, they're regulars for sure, and it's it's definitely, it's like pinball, you know, you, you build friendships, and uh, it's really amazing because you, you definitely get that community feeling, and you know people's drinks, you know, as if you're at a bar... And you just, like, memorize, like, yep, half-sweet, decaf, you know, okay. almond milk. <laughs> I have restaurants I go to in my hometown, and I walk in, and they don't, even, they don't even bring me a menu. They just bring me exactly what I want because I maybe go there too often. In one way, I think, oh, that's nice. In the other way, I think, I might have a problem. But I, I, I got to admit, I love when, <laughs> in the service industry, when they do that, it makes you feel like, you know, Norm at Cheers. It's an old reference. Trust me, it, it works for those listening. But uh, it's nice to be noted as a regular and when people like yourself actually care that's cool yeah and it's really cool too when you know your customers know you and they remember you and they even say like hey you know what i want <laughs> and you know that that gives you a feeling too of like you know hey they they value me and they know that i'm going to make them their drink and you know they'll be they'll be happy and on their way and hopefully the tips are better that way too yes yes <laughs> right absolutely
Back to pinball. There's a lot of games here at District 82. Do you have a favorite here? Are there ones you're like, oh, I hope I don't get that in match play? My favorite game is probably The Getaway. And it's been that way since the very first time I came here. And the reason is because it's a lot like roller games. Yeah. And it's, you know, that style. Same design? Yes. Well, exactly. It just, when I played it here, it just, like, gave me that feeling of comfort and, you know, confidence. And it felt like home, really. Yeah, I mean, these games are dialed in amazing. I mean, Eric Thorne, I know, obviously with the pandemic that we had over the last couple of years, that made things a little difficult, but uh, people are coming in droves to come to this place. And, you know, we all kind of joke with Eric, like, when's the next one? When's the next one? Yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, I'm a regular here. I'm here all the time. But, you know, I look forward to these big events and being able to meet people that, you know, I've heard of and I've seen on stream. I've listened to them, you know, on uh, podcasts and everything. And so it's just, it's a whole other, you know, level just to actually meet them in person and play them at pinball and watch them play and learn from them. It's, it's really incredible. I, I really enjoy it. Well, we had a little break here and I wanted to talk to you. I, I, I mean, you were one of the three people I knew I was going to see for the first time here at District 82, watching you a lot on the streams, and again, just seeing incredible things. Saw it firsthand. You're the real deal, Cassie. It's something to see you play, and uh, you'll be doing this for a long time. Thank you so much. I, I plan on it for sure. <laughs> this has been your Pinball Profile. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Pinball Profile. Emails, pinballprofile at gmail.com. I'm Jeff Teolis. Pinball.